Hi, I'm Courtney Siaco. Welcome to Bad Influence, the podcast where we talk about all the bad influences in our lives and the uh, terrible decisions that they uh, influenced us to make. I'm here today with a very funny comic, uh, my friend Josh Edelman. Rough night, snuck out, drank poison, blackout, handcuffs, poor choices. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, I'm okay. Cause I'm the one that you blame. <laughs> you know what's funny is I was thinking about this on the way to pick you up. I think you have seen me uh, bomb more times than any other human because of birds. Oh, well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I'm never paying attention. Yeah, I know that now, but then I did but, not know that. But like, like, let me let me explain something. People used to be like, wow, you do the best boomerangs at Burt's. But that's because I needed something to do to not pay attention to every mm-hmm. comic, the entire set. So I'm like, uh, I'll just keep doing like a boomerang that takes me five minutes to make. And by the time I'm done, I light them. <laughs> and that Funny. was that was my that was my ploy yeah. to like not have to listen to comedy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's us. I feel like every show I'm like, What's a great caption? Margo will come up to me. You were, you were the first person that was nice to me and told me I was funny. And in my head, I'm always like, I don't think I was ever paying. I just told that to everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's you not were nice. true. That's not true. I feel like I value your opinion ne- like more now because your opinion mattered to me so much like it's, when I first started. It's funny. I think about this. It's like, it's like I did take into consideration when I was hosting, but I remembered how terrified I was of doing stand-up when I was first starting. Mm-hmm. And like, even though I knew on one hand, like Bert's back room mattered for nothing, nobody yeah. cared, nothing was gonna change about your life, everything was gonna be fine. But then I also knew that these people were terrified. So I'm like, the least I can do is like, be nice and try to make it as welcoming an yeah. experience for them as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel like now it's made you like uh, a lot of people's like comedy dad. I do. Feel, like, I do have that what feeling. Somewhat. Does Josh think? Uh, maybe, maybe. But I'm also. I, I also think that like I'm hard on people. Yeah, you are. Which, which also you, like, make people earn things. Well, because it's like it's like you know if somebody is saying nice things to everyone all yeah. the time, that means Jack. Like my my mom tells me I'm great at something. I'm like whatever, mom. Thanks. Yeah. But like you know when that person who never says anything nice finally yeah, exactly. says something nice, it actually actually is way more meaningful. It is way more meaningful. So I think I'm I'm doing a service by being honest to people of when I feel something was earned versus not. You're just taking every uh, parentless comic. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like being like, I will step in and fix... well, I think about this a lot, and and maybe this is actually like a perfect thing to say for this podcast specifically, that, um, you know, a lot of people think that a lot of comics need therapy that they're using comedy. And mm. I don't think comics need therapy. I think they need social workers. <laughs> I think more so than therapists, comedians need <laughs> social workers. Because they need new families? They just need a lot of help. They need more <laughs> they need more help than just the psychological help. That's so yeah, it's like also like every almost every comic I know, like has a therapist and talks about their therapist. I'm like I think you need a new therapist. I don't think it's <laughs> I working. Love, I love my therapist. I love my therapist too. 
my therapist now is great. But I how had long one. Have you, how long have you been with your therapist? Um, not that long. Like since January. Were but before you, that, I had the worst therapist. Were you with the worst therapist when you were going through all like the the like coming to Jesus moments in your life? Uh, no. Were you with no therapist I then? I was with no therapist then. Um, and then I met a therapist in rehab. In rehab. Okay, so you so you didn't start therapy until after rehab. You didn't have no, like a therapist yeah. that you were just like bald face lying to all the time. I had one at the very <laughs> end for like two months. The one I missed sessions all the time. And two, I was like, I have like a slight problem with like a couple things, but it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> she was like, Was she what? catching on? Was oh, she for like, sure. Yeah, she was okay. like, You're like, what do you mean you had a seizure? <laughs> um, I um when I was in high school, I got a therapist. And the main thing going on in my life was that like I was like miserably heartbroken by this girl in high school. But I felt very embarrassed mm -hmm. like that. That was like I was like, Ugh, is this really like a big problem? Yeah. So I just made up other problems I to like to like and I'd be like this and like also this girl is like, well, which one's the one that's bothering you more? And I'd be like the other thing because I like was weirdly embarrassed and yeah. didn't want to tell the truth. I did that in high school because uh, I started going to therapy because like my friend group was like having a lot of drama and I like wasn't friends with the girls I had been friends with. And um, it was like a really big deal to me at the time. But I yeah, I thought that was like too like uninteresting. Mm -hmm. So I was like. Let me make every single thing that's ever happened with my parents sound much worse than it was, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I feel like- Your parents are like getting taken away. Well, we didn't do anything. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oops. <laughs> See, I, I keep making, uh, I keep having this joke problem that I make where I like- say people raped me into doing things I don't want to do and then yes, they get real they get real they get uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable people get real uncomfortable when you accuse when you say them rape. of rape but like you know I'm not saying like you raped me like sexually I'm like you raped me into playing a ping pong match I didn't yeah. want to play you raped me into going to your <laughs> improv 101 show yeah 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. that actually that I think was... is much worse than rape yeah yeah uh, the other day I had Eli Leonard on my podcast and um, he I, I kissed him on my show and I told him on the... Uh, no, 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 on Undiscovered Genius. Oh. And I told him he raped me into kissing him because it was like in front of everyone and like he made the thing. I'm like, well, now I now I got a big choice to like not look cool. <laughs> not look <laughs> like I'm okay with this. Yeah, you gotta take a him. stance now much later. But obviously I'm just, I'm just joking. But he froze up a bunch when I said it on the podcast. Just like yeah, the guy, kind of... just like the guy I told raped me into playing ping pong with me, uh, uh, went to HR and complained. <laughs> there's, there's two people. There's two types of people in the world. There's comedians yeah. and there's everyone else. Have you ever? And comedians do not fit into regular society. No. Have you ever? I posted uh, a boomerang once, and I, I without like listening, I just picked. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster because like I felt gangster. And then like later, I was like going through my stories because you know you're always looking back at your own stories. And be like, yeah, yeah, that was a great post of mine. Uh, <laughs> and I was, uh, and I was like sure. listening to the lyrics, and he was just saying the n-word so many times like this is this is too many times for something i'm posting yeah and i took it down i weirdly you're uh our first jewish guest which feels wrong seeing what? as it's all comics well yeah but it's bad influences and yeah exactly usually, i'm like we've talked us, about tattoos a lot and i'm yeah, like well we can't talk about that with you Jew well I've, I've had ideas for tattoos 
My Would problem, you get a tattoo? You know, I listen. If I ever thought of like an actual, I don't think I, I don't think I'm committed to anything enough to get oh, a I'm tattoo. But like, I come all the tattoos I come up with are also joke tattoos. <laughs> I think that's fun though. Yeah, but like, I can't get like like I've had an idea of getting a prison tat that says I went to prison and all I got was this stinking tattoo. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> you know, like those novelty T-shirts. I want to make merch that says. Uh, like it's like the novelty t-shirts i'm gonna do uh somebody who said they loved me broke up with me and all i got were these stupid bangs Mm, yeah but the problem is then i would be stuck with bangs i also wanted to get like a bunch of broken heart tattoos on my arm but it'd be like the first one would be like like britney and then it would be Mm. like courtney and then it would be like rachel and then it'd say steve and then it'd be like michelle and you'd be like whoa whoa, whoa, what's going on with that steve one there it's like experimental phase of my life experimental period (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i feel like i just had a conversation with a friend about how they were like how could anyone get someone's name tattooed on them and i'm like me in the first like 90 days of dating anyone i would Maybe the whole I maybe get see I'd get a tattoo of somebody for the worst reason. The reason I'd get a tattoo of someone is like to hold on while it's <laughs> falling apart. Make like a last ditch effort to keep them by permanently implant imprinting their name on my skin. That that makes sense to me too. Desperate, like in a desperate move. I'm like, you can't leave me now. Can't I did this me. to myself. I'm gonna have to find another Britney. <laughs> yeah, I start only dating only people dating with the Britney's. name Britney. Yeah. Oh, just like, like make this tattoo. One of my work. friends has a J tat like and like tattoo? I'll hide the tattoo too while I'm dating them, but then one day, like when I think they're gonna leave, I'll be like, "Look what I did!" Look, 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 but it's... <laughs> this is all about you. Yeah, but it's it's old. Yeah, one of my friends got a J, and I'm like, conveniently, the name, the like letter of almost every man's name. Oh yeah, J is a is yeah. A like top. a Jake broke up with her, but I'm like, you got Josh's, you got Joe's, you got up. Jacobs. Yeah, she hot. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Medium. Medium. She's very well behaved. Yeah, except for that whole getting a tattoo thing. That's not good behavior. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> I think my standards for good behavior uh, are a little skewed. Yeah, yeah. Which is the so, main thing we've learned so on this podcast. I see the this tiny little tattoo on her arm. Yeah, that feels like looks like a dreidel. First off, and then uh, it's too small. Is the lesson I learned? Yeah, it, it really looks like minimal commitment to the tattoo game. You know what's funny is I was like. It's small, like it'll be like a cute small one. It's right in the middle of my arm, so it's not like <laughs> it's in like such a it's in such a strange spot. I know, too. so I have to get like so much around it to make it not weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have other tattoos? Uh, this one was one day I was sad and I decided I wanted a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I've like well, at least you oh at least you didn't get a teardrop because you were sad. You're like oh that'll express no. my sadness. But have- <laughs> sometimes like, when I go through something hard, I'm like. Maybe I'll just commit and be like a face tattoo kind of girl. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't actually do it, I don't think, but if the right man breaks up with me, maybe. Yeah, what kind of face tattoo would you get? The problem is I'd get something like super basic. I'd be like a rose or like- A rose? Like really like small. where would you get like the Gabby rose? Like Gabby Lamb's tattoos. Like, oh, okay. Uh, would you get like a rose like in a teardrop type position? Like a rose coming out of your Probably. eye? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Uh, my, my mom, has mom face would tattoos. die. She For has real? like her eyebrows. Oh, oh. <laughs> that doesn't count. I like to tell people though to make my mom seem hard. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. My mom hates tattoos. What were the other ones on your arms? This one says uh, Andiamo. No, that's just squiggles. <laughs> <laughs> None of my tattoos are like that. That that is just like you 
kind of passing a lie detector test. Uh, was I sober for this one? <laughs> no. Um, was the was the tattoo artist sober for that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do time in jail? Yes. Um, uh, Colts fan. Uh, drunk in Austin. Drunk in Austin. And you're like, oh, let, let commemorate this time forever. Was that the recent Austin trip? That was like two years ago. But, but yes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was two years ago. Would still be considered recent. <laughs> Very recent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I have this one um, that Is I got. Cross? Yeah. I had about two days where I got sober, and I was like, "Oh my god, I found God." And then you found a drunk tattoo artist to do a cross on your finger. <laughs> it's also it looks like a knife. But like, why? Are you religious? Uh, no. <laughs> but I got sober. Like it was a whole thing of like. You got the cross on your finger. You got the dreidel on your arm. I'm just trying to like represent all what else? All religions. I don't know what religion butterflies are, but you have a picture of the Prophet Muhammad I have on this. A poppy. <laughs> That's probably some religion. Oh, those are those are those are nice. Those are those, Thank you. yeah, I like that that one. It's and let's see the one? other ones you should undo. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I actually do have one. Oh, I, the worst one is I have one like back there. Wait, wait, let, let me see. Up. I can't. I can't see. Um, you got to pick your hair up. Oh. It's still covering it. Stay gold, yeah. golden. Stay gold. Stay gold. It's from the Outsiders, but it looks uh, like no, a jail tattoo. No, it's stay golden, Pony Boy. No, it's stay gold. It's. I think it's stay gold. It's not. I mean, the, the Robert nice, Frost poem. The nice thing about the nice thing about if it's stay golden instead of stay gold, as opposed to the other <laughs> way around, is that uh, you can correct that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you got stay golden, but I then you found out later, it was stay golden. Oh, can we get? This is a good point, time to use the guess. Can we find oh, out yeah. if it's stay gold or stay golden? We're on it. Stay Absolutely. golden, pony boy. If it's okay. stay golden, I got to make a tattoo appointment. I guess. Yeah. No. Well, I have, like, do way we more agree? Too. Do we agree to get a tattoo appointment if it's stay golden, pony boy? Yeah. Okay. It's stay gold, though. Okay, well, we'll find out in a moment. Did you the read it? The best is, I do have... It is stay gold, pony boy, stay gold. Ah, damn it. I'm so upset that I I do wrong. have uh, one quote that is... I have a quote I'm on my ribs that's wrong. <laughs> like, I'm out. Oh, man, that hurts me so bad. <laughs> I've been saying stay golden, pony boy, for so long. And you've been wrong. Yeah. Great get, book that everyone reads in Problem grade. is, now I got to get my tattoo redone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do have one. Uh, I have a tattoo on my ribs where the quote is just wrong. The quote is wrong. Yeah, like it was not. What? Oh, what's the tattoo on your ribs? Uh, it's you a William Burroughs. I wasn't going to show you. <laughs> uh, it's a William Burroughs quote. Oh man, really weird guy too. I know. <laughs> Isn't he? Didn't he kill someone? His wife. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought mm -hmm. so. Yeah, he um, shot her in the head because he was trying to shoot a bottle off of her head. Yeah, and was... I was like, that's a cool guy. That's a great trick to killing your wife too. Yeah, no, right? I'm like, honey, good excuse. honey, I got a, I got this new trick I'm working on. You trust? I know he you also trust me. Was like probably gay. You haven't read any of my books. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think I'm a weird freak? Yeah. See, this is the problem. Like that guy who was. Did like, he go to jail for it? No. No, he got away. He was in Mexico. You can do anything there. Oh, he was in Mexico. Um, okay, that makes sense. But no, I like I love. <laughs> that is acceptable. Yeah, exactly. She came. Her going to Mexico. That I blame her. I blame her for her taste in men, and I'm like, God, oh, I... come on, you blame her for her taste in men? I know, I blame her for my taste in men. <laughs> Somehow, I'm like, this guy seems cool. Let me get his words tattooed on me forever. Yeah, yeah, you, you're like, I'm gonna tattoo, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna tattoo a murderer's. I'm not even gonna get it right. Murderer, heroin addict, possible pedophile, but that I didn't know until after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> only the best influences. Well, you know, I think the more you learn about him, the happier you probably are that the quote is misquoted. That's true. Could, yeah, <laughs> anyone could have said it. What is the quote that you have and what was the actual quote? <laughs> the quote is also, it's like, um, I'm so far out, one day I won't come back at all. That's what it says or that's what the actual quote is? That's what that's what it says and the actual quote is like i'm so far out one day i i'll never come home or something i'm like neither probably... of those also what does that mean like it why means was he's, i he's so far out in mexico yeah, exactly just shot his wife and he can't go back to the states <laughs> he's like i've been banned forever then he moved to africa so you know then he moved to africa mm-hmm. wild mm-hmm. <laughs> what and part was... of africa the Tangiers. The Tangiers. Which I don't know if that's a place anymore. Uh, it's the name of the hotel in the movie Casino. So, yeah. so bad influences. Mm-hmm. That's like the theme. We I don't have we even really gotten in. We got into the tattoos, which I feel like. What inspired you to get the tattoos? Was there was there a rebellious quality? Your parents upset about the tattoos? Uh, my Do parents they have any feelings? Still hate tattoos. They still hate tattoos. Yes. Um. um and my parents, I feel like, were surprised. They when were I, like, your parents were like. People who get tattoos then get into drugs, and you're like, well, I didn't prove you wrong, <laughs> That's Mom the funniest part. I feel like my- <laughs> You became everything that they were worried about someone who gets tattoos becoming. Oh, but they're way more disappointed in the tattoos than like than the rehab are. or living well, in the a halfway house. Well, the heroin you can stop <laughs> doing. <laughs> they're like, no one has to know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably tell everyone constantly. Um, <laughs> Even though I'm doing a podcast called I Used to Be a Heroin. Now, where's, where are you doing heroin? Yeah, that's that's a yes. No. Uh, it's funny. I have a joke about how like um, how. Oh yeah, that I sorry. Well, Tell well, the go no, ahead. Well, no, what what? Because I have I have strong opinions on this joke. What do you know? Which joke it is? I think so. About uh, ayahuasca. ayahuasca yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That like people always come back from like doing hallucinogenics. Like, oh my god, it'll change your life. It'll change your. I'm like, no, it won't. It'll make you just like a smug son of a bitch for two weeks. Then you go back back to being the same petty piece of shit you were before you did the drugs. You want to do a drug that'll change your life? Do heroin. <laughs> heroin will change your. You will be a different person after you do heroin than before. And yet, you still. Did heroin. A comic. <laughs> well, I often you know, my other joke is I compare like doing comedy to doing heroin. It's because it's the same people. Yeah. Well, I say like it's like uh, people say it's brave to do comedy, but I just think it's brave like trying heroin for the first time is brave. You're like the needle's scary. You don't know what's going to happen. Then you do it. And you're like, this is great. I'm going to keep doing this. Oh yeah. No, Pretty I think it's the all only my problems thing you do. are the same problem. All your friends are just other people who do it too. Yep. Your life ends in tragedy. Yeah, you're dating exactly. people who do it, <laughs> and then you're surprised that they're also unstable. Yeah, <laughs> what instability. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wait, so what were you mainly doing? Cocaine. Uh, the actually the biggest thing at the end was uh, Xanax, and it was like, oh man, I love Xanax. I love Xanax too, but <laughs> uh, it's the withdrawing from Xanax is the worst. Well, I it's made way a, worse than I made any a rule. other. I made a rule for myself with Xanax, which is that I only take it when I fly. Um, so I've recently applied to become a flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you can uh, listen to your own rules, I think that proves that you're probably less of a bad influence than me. Uh, yeah, no, I, um, well, it's funny, like, 
I'm on now. I'm on like a steady dose of like normal anti-anxiety, antidepressant. I never Wait, had. Z- like, I'm on you? Lexapro and Wellbutrin, oh, and I never had a problem. I never had a problem with Xanax, mm-hmm. but um, but before I was on Lexapro and Xanax, my doctor got, gave me. <laughs> well, the first time I just got Xanax from a drug dealer because I was terrified <laughs> of flying. Yeah, and um, it was one of and like big thing I've learned is never ask a drug dealer for like drug advice that isn't related to having a good time yeah. because I, I was very terrified of flying. <laughs> like, how do I take this I was based very on afraid, a doctor's? I was very afraid of flying and I hit up my weed dealer. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. by any chance do you sell Xanax? He goes, no, I don't, but I have some and I'll sell it to you. I'm like, okay, so yes, yes, you do sell Xanax. Like, and he gave, me like, you do. he gave me like a 25 milligram pill, which is a lot. Um, Wait, you mean 2.5? Is it one bar? It was a lot. I don't remember. It was not 25. 2.5. That would kill like a horse. Okay, okay. 2.5. And uh, Not that I would know. uh, 25 kilogram. (laughs) (laughs) People Um, are always like, why are you so good at uh, uh, um, metric system? (laughs) And uh, I'm at the airport. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I call him and I'm like... Hey, like, how do I take this? What's your medical advice? How and do I take and, this? And he doesn't know I'm at the airport or anything. So he goes, yeah, you know, I usually would take one or two and then have like a beer or two with it. And I'm like, okay, that's, I guess, how a doctor would prescribe Xanax. Yes, that is so specifically I, what they say. So I take the pill. I go to the bar. I order one beer. I wake up in bed in Manhattan after my flight. All my luggage is there. I have zero recollection of anything between having that drink and waking up in the morning. I literally teleported into yeah, my bed. And uh, I was like, I could have met the love of my life on that plane. Never know. I could have been a hostage and like a hero and like I never even found out about it. <laughs> one time I did te- that and uh, after I had taken it and was already drinking. They changed my gate. I just oh, missed my flight. Oh man! <laughs> I was like, that's not I apparently work for went me. into autopilot and just it yeah. Just sometimes worked. you do. There's but, a lot of time where I'm just like, I was living a life. I just don't know what life it was. But like, really, you know, once I started taking it under a doctor's supervision, mm. um, only when I flew again. Uh, it really would make me my best self, and uh, or what I felt was my best self, because I was always like. You know, I always say that like Xanax doesn't make you no longer think the plane's going to crash. It just makes you, makes not, you not care. care. It's the best. Because it's like before I'm like, plane's going to crash. We're all going to die. Yeah. Then after this started taking Xanax, I'm like, plane's going to crash, guys. Dude, half the time I would like take Xanax before die. a flight. And like <laughs> if the flight was landing, I was like, oh, I'm having a really good nap. I really hope this plane crashes. <laughs> like, let's make it longer. I, I don't know if I hope that. But um. But I went through a long period of like being like like having like no girlfriends, no dates or mm-hmm. anything. I'm just Xanax. Angeles. Me too. But when I'd be on Xanax on planes, I'd be seated next to girls and I'd get so loose and I'd just start <laughs> talking to them. And I ended up going out with three girls I met on airplanes. I went out with more Makes women so I met sense. on airplanes than off of airplanes <laughs> for like a period in my life because it just like I couldn't even tell you how I opened with them. I don't remember. All I know is like was I it, pick hey, up want some Xanax? and I'm like in the middle of a conversation. Um, one of them ended up becoming, <laughs> one of them was a pageant queen <laughs> that we went out on like a couple Why dates. Why do you only date like, date, Josh has dated um, a model, mm-hmm. a beauty queen, mm-hmm. 
some other successful people. Make this the clip for the the promo clip, please. (laughs) Out of your mouth. Um, (laughs) Meanwhile, I've dated comics and guys who end up in jail. But but, um, she, like, very quickly, like, after I wasn't on Xanax anymore and we were talking and, like, public space like oh you and i are not compatible uh i'm pretty sure she was pretty staunch republican and things and then so we like we broke (laughs) broke up we weren't like seriously dating but there was like an instagram photo of me Mm -hmm. with her and then right after that she started getting into like professional bodybuilding so it's like so i always joke that it was like pictures of like me and her on the Instagram then no more pictures of me and her just her like getting in shape to kick my ass is what it looked like That's like funny. she was preparing to teach me a fucking lesson <laughs> yeah it's hard to tell stories about the things you did on Xanax because it's hard to That's, remember them people people are like what's the craziest thing you did I'm like woke up and was banned from Uber with no idea why <laughs> really yeah. you were banned from are you still banned from Uber or are you in a permanent ban uh no I got it back after like a year oh okay which was you a nice on, you were on a temporary <laughs> they didn't tell me why I was off oh, of it or geez, how I got back what the fuck did you do no one knows oh, well someone, someone knows someone it's just knows. not me we just gotta find that driver um, <laughs> I'm like I kinda hope he's died of natural causes <laughs> I uh another another flying Xanax thing is when I flew to Israel um, for birthright, uh, I was seated next to this girl. I had a window seat. She was in the middle seat. Mm-hmm. And we were on the tour together, but we didn't know each other yet. And she mm-hmm. goes, hey, uh, any chance you would mind like swapping seats with my friends so we could sit together? And I'm like, where is she sitting? And he showed me, and she was in the middle seat. And I'm like, sorry. And then I went, anyway, I'll see you in Israel. And then I like put my head down. And then um, she shakes me awake. And I'm like, what? She goes, we're here. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah. You said, see you in Israel. <laughs> and then you put your head down and didn't move for 14 hours. That's amazing. I was worried you were dead. Yeah. You should be worried. <laughs> like, That's like, funny. It, again, both times just felt like I fucking teleported. It's the best. It was great. Yeah. So moral of the story, I'm going to start doing Xanax again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the podcast like where Courtney's like, I'm going to try and get my life back on track by discussing all the things yeah. that like have been bad influence on my life. And then you're hearing all the bad influences. You're like, that sounds pretty good. Well, it's funny because we've had a lot of <laughs> uh, sober people on the podcast. Uh-huh. I say we. It's only my podcast. Yeah. But, um, and I feel like every fun story that a sober person tells, but they're like, but in the end, he was miserable. And it's like, you know what's fun? Having people that just end the story with like, isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I under- I get, I feel like I understand drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Because- You do comedy, that- so you know 9 million drug addicts. <laughs> well, no, I don't even mean from that. I just like, I fucking love food so fucking much. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I've realized is my bad influence? Society. Society is my bad influence because when society shut down for a year for the pandemic, I got I lost forty oh. pounds. I was like reading books every day, journaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like I wrote half of a novel. Uh, then society opened. I stopped writing. I gained fifty five pounds. I don't journal anymore. Society itself is my <laughs> bad influence. I was I kept telling myself like I'm going to keep this going once we get out of here. I'm going to be like a put together person. I made more money during the pandemic that I've ever made. Like right now I'm struggling like every you know fucking what's funny day. Is, I remember the first time I saw you like 
post pandemic or whatever, like uh, when at, we were at free. The uh, coal backyard. Yeah, party and I was like, Margo was like, oh my god, it's Josh. Yeah, Margo was like, never, oh my god. You know what was so great about that moment was that that was exactly how I wanted to be regreeted by society. <laughs> <laughs> and one person and gave one it to person you. One person gave it to me. But yeah, yeah, go on. But go I remember on. seeing you and being like, no, that's not Josh. Oh, and then be like, oh my god. <laughs> What did, where did Josh go? Well, that's the other funny thing is that Reed got in way better shape than me during the pandemic. But like people really? weren't that impressed by Reed because Reed was already like pretty like yeah, kind, like, of, I didn't really notice. kind of short and muscular before. And I lost, and it was like every Reed and I would go, people were like, Josh, Jesus Christ, man, look at you. And like Reed's like, what am I, chopped liver over here? <laughs> that keeps, keeps happening to me. I'll be somewhere with uh, previous guest Rob. Mm-hmm. and people will be like oh my god rob you're so skinny and i'm like <laughs> you look great you've lost a ton thank of weight you. you're looking, thank you're looking you. excellent thank you i've noticed someone's noticed yes yes usually yes. people are like is your hair different <laughs> well i also feel like girls don't want to give girls compliments is that a thing oh that's a hundred percent a thing yeah, 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 yeah girls yes. are mean yeah yeah well i, I also like good influences on mm-hmm. me are like Man, it's like if you break my heart in a way that's like, like, <laughs> it's very funny because it's like I've had my heart broken like three times over the past five years. And like in those three times, two of them were like very seemingly good relationships for the most part. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like they really liked me for who I was. So I feel no motivation to like change or get revenge. Like, because yeah. like, I don't feel like I can. I don't feel like a achieving success or getting in shape is going to make them feel bad but like the unhealthy toxic relation you get out of that i get out of those unhealthy toxic relationships well, i'm gonna get this fucking body oh yeah she's gonna see me and then i did see that person said no comment about my physical appearance <laughs> that <laughs> always lot, happens where you're like fucking money yeah you're like uh, this next is all time you for see, them. I told I told the next so she like was complaining about my weight while we we're together because she was a toxic person yeah and uh classic those and, hot people I was like, if you want me to get abs, dump me. Next time you see me, I'll have abs. Um, <laughs> break my heart next time. So and uh, then the next time I saw her, I uh, I didn't have abs because it's very hard. <laughs> it's way harder Turns than I out. gave it credit. I lost a lot of weight. Abs was like a long ways away. <laughs> Couldn't get abs. Don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> That's so funny. Like a girl comment about losing weight is a girl being like, oh my God, your boobs are so much smaller. <laughs> and you're like, thank you for noticing the one thing I miss. Ironically, that same compliment to me would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love I'd love like, it oh God, if anyone you. came up to me and said, Josh, your boobs are so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do, do you know who Stacia Patwell mm-hmm. is? Uh, I feel like every female comic did her program and mm-hmm. lost like 30 pounds. And I'm like, I feel like did the... Like, do all their boyfriends, like, resent her for just making sure that no female comics have boobs? Like, Oh, did do did they all lose their boobs because of yeah, it? that's what happens. I've managed to date pretty skinny girls with pretty big breasts. It's, uh... <laughs> you, said that. <laughs> you said that like you were teaching sex ed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know genetically like, how, I, how I find them. Maybe it's like a skinny Jewish girl thing, even though a lot of these girls weren't Jewish. You and your dating, I'm like... Someone explain it to me. Well, you know, uh, 
My it's mom your personality? Like, my mom was like, nah, I don't know what it is. Uh, you know what I think it is? I think it's that people, I give off a much better first impression than like what's really going on with me. I like seem like the comedian who's got it together and like has a head on their yeah, shoulders. Yeah, you kind of do, but then you get it. Like, yeah, then you get you. to know me and, yeah. and then they all break up with me eventually. They're all like, oh, he, he doesn't have it together. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was just an illusion because he's a I, magician. I get that. I feel like I a lot of guys when I first uh, start dating them, they're like, oh my God, you're like the chill girl like i love you so chill mm-hmm. and then it's like that it's was like, all fake give it give it give it a couple months and are all no matter i always say this it's like i've you know no matter what when you're at work when you have a job you may a lot of people start their job and go you know what i'm not gonna let my personality out here i'm mm-hmm. just gonna like, this is just gonna be work two months in your personality yeah it's like out. your personality Full, is really hard to hide there's nothing you can do yeah. to hide it mm-hmm. anymore yeah uh, same thing with dating that's why i love that movie gone girl i love gone girl because i think okay. gone my girl, guy ben affleck Oh, I just think Gone Girl is such an accurate movie about relationships that like you put on this face when you meet somebody and you like and, you know, part of you loves them because you feel like they're able to see the best version of yourself that you're trying to put on to prove to them that you are. Yeah. But then over time, you're just going to become who you are and they're going to become who they are. And you're going to realize that that first initial spark was all a facade. Yeah. But then the hard part is when they break up with the real you, you they know, we're like, the cause you. they actually know you. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah. That's why I can't do an open relationship. I'm just too jealous. Yeah, well, my whole thing is it's like, I almost feel like I could do an open relationship. I just can't handle getting dumped from an open relationship. Oh, God. Because it's, yeah. like, it's not like, it's not like I, you know, you know, I can accept, you know, hey, I just want to explore with other people. But I can't accept like, well, I've let you explore with other people. Yeah, I just, I just I don't. I like them better. <laughs> I just don't want you anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm just done with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good point I'm like yeah. oh another that's, reason why that what, wouldn't I work that's the rejection we ultimately can't handle that's the yeah. true fear of the open relationship um, I always say this This might be a toxic thing uh, <laughs> I know it's in there what oh 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 I, I've, I've literally told girls before I'm like if you cheat on me just get away with it that's all <laughs> That's all. I don't want to know. I just just get away. Like, I don't want to even suspect. Don't feel guilty. Don't act guilty around me. Just fully get away with it. Yeah. I feel like I, I'm just like, just don't love them. You know? You can love them. Just get away, get away with, with it. it. Don't let me know. I just don't want to know. I think, don't have a come to Jesus. I got to come clean. Get this off of my conscience thing. No. Well, that's no. like a, is your confession only making them feel worse thing? Like, if someone is telling you something, just get it off their chest. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, that's like yeah, being just, an asshole. No, you carry that with you. Yeah, exactly. You did this. I didn't do this. You carry the shame. You did this. <laughs> You deal with the consequence. Don't get a VD. Don't don't yeah, do that's anything the... that I'll find out also, about. Just that I feel like old. also was the sex ed way of saying that. A what? VD. A VD. A venereal disease. Yeah, don't get the like, clap. What year which I said it? don't get the herp. <laughs> like I don't even what is the clap? Don't be herping up into my place. <laughs> what's the non what's the non clinical <laughs> way to say to say how do people say it other than don't get a VD? Don't get That's a, a good point. Yeah, I don't know. STD <laughs> seems less formal to me. Don't be coming home with AIDS. Don't be coming home with AIDS. <laughs> don't get the HIV. <laughs> oh don't be dropping. God. Don't be dropping into my spot with the HIV. <laughs> 
you know what's funny is i feel like that is my first i'm like i don't know anyone with aids obviously because i know not... multiple people with AIDS. what yeah happens are there anyone i know I think there's comedians that you know that have AIDS. Maybe they don't. They don't uh, talk about it as publicly anymore. <laughs> anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I found out one of them had AIDS because they did a bit about it. I think you have to do a bit about it if you. Well, you know what? Actually, that reminds me of something I wanted to talk to you about with you. Part of why I really like that you're doing this podcast is uh -huh. something I very much felt is that you need in your stand-up to be more open about all this stuff in your life. And I think I it's have a hard good, time being it, open about it. Yeah, but like, like I think that's like the important thing is like, like the best, the best stand-up is vulnerable yeah so like finding and like that's also the thing that's gonna make you distinct like like you have jokes i love like your britney spears joke and your uh joke about the um uh the the bechdel test oh, yeah. uh those are great jokes but they're not jokes that like distinguish you where i'm like only courtney could do that because yeah. like 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 you know like any girl could tell the Bechdel test joke and that works. Anyone could tell the Britney Spears joke and that'll yeah. work for them. But there's a whole world of you that I feel like a lot of people are wanting to get to know yeah. on stage. And but You're the second person that said that. Well, it's because it's a thing she's that like, people who care about friends, you will tell you. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> why do you talk about dating so much when you like? Yeah, you have this whole thing that you're like the bad kid i think if i were to give myself you know what was what was it you were saying about me at bert's back room that i'm like oh the comedy dad comedy dad well listen i i have i have amazing advice for people <laughs> if you want the stand-up advice you need come to me i'll tell it to you i don't i'm not saying ian russo even took my advice but yeah for years, I'd been telling him, be more vulnerable on mm -hmm. stage or be be more self-deprecating. Stop acting yeah, like you're great. Used to be Talk about what a piece of shit yeah. you are. And then he did that in his hour and it turned out shockingly impressive. Yeah. Uh, did you see it? No, I said I did, but I didn't. Oh, <laughs> just to fit in with all the No, people. I like someone, he like uh, messaged me and said, thanks for coming. And I was like, you're welcome. Loved the album. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, start, you know. Yeah. But, but the great thing about doing this podcast, is I get a ton of material from doing yeah. my podcast. Like bits grow out of that. And you are, you have something where you're literally talking about yeah. this. So when you have something that's real funny that happens in here, yeah. do it on stage. I feel like, I feel like when guys talk about doing drugs, it's like, oh, he's so cool. And when girls do it, it's like, hmm. Well, no, I mean, look, look at what Mulaney just did. The, yeah, I, I know yeah. that that's I know it's Mulaney, and it is a guy. A and he's also <laughs> <laughs> but, perfect example. But no, it, again, it's just like finding finding the funny, and the funny yeah. comes in the honesty and relatability. I feel like the uh, so make it relatable. You're a person who went through this experience. Other people are have gone through this experience. There's a reason you went through this experience. Sure. There's a draw. Like I was like yeah. how I was just talking about how much I fucking love Xanax <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Beware. I don't have a problem with it, but there is a thing that like, yeah, I, I recognize that I could have a problem yeah. with it. Yeah. That's why I've applied to become a flight attendant. Like I need to fly every day. Every so day, I can yeah. follow my rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh Mulaney and I, uh, I watched a special and I was like, Oh my God, the main thing we have in common is that we were both the most famous person uh, at our rehab. <laughs> were you the most famous person yep, by having like been a guest on one podcast yeah yeah everyone else was just a pure degenerate oh yeah everyone else's credits were mostly like jail yes yeah the funniest part about rehab was seeing like people where you're like oh that's where i'm going oh yeah yeah um, i'm like if i continue dating this guy 
that I met in rehab. Oh, oh. That, you were started dating someone you met in rehab? Mm-hmm. Interesting. They I let do have you a joke about date? that. No, you're not supposed to. Yeah, that's what I figure. It's why, a, why, a really bad idea, why actually. Is it, why is it co-ed? I feel like for pure chaos, like there's no reason for it to be like co-ed. There's, there's some sort of like MK Ultra like experiment going on in all these rehabs. Yeah. Some like, like study being done. That you, what? People like sneak off and have sex in rehab. Wild that that's even like made possible because that's a huge I addiction in, a in and of itself. Sober living, which is like a halfway house <laughs> where I'm like, people are fucking in the bathroom and all the time. did that guy die? <laughs> yeah, I have, go- I have a joke about how he ghosted me. Because he died. Mm-hmm. It's okay. He did it to <laughs> See, himself. See, there you go. That's that, that's that's pulling from your from your life. That experience. one isn't it goes so either nice? way. Like one of the beauties of being a comedian is how the horrible moments of your life are like the blow is softened by it entering your bed, and then you're almost like, oh man, kind of like on a certain level happy he died because it really <laughs> really makes this joke I came up with. The, it really helps me get through twenty seconds of my stand up. <laughs> it, it feels like the rare like unique part of my set and mm-hmm. i fucking love that joke but then i'm like sorry jared <laughs> that's funny too. honoring his memory yeah yeah honoring honoring their memory kazim has a joke about uh then you were like three days after um oh, fuck, i'm blanking on his name he was a comedy magician that died oh you know who i'm talking yeah. about and kazim has like a whole bit about him and he was like good friends with him <laughs> then you were like three days after he died you know, if I died and someone made a wrote a joke about me, I'd be like, they're still talking about me. You know, yeah, my whole thing is like, I very much, you know, how people always say that thing. It's like he would have wanted us to like celebrate. Oh, fuck no. I want everyone mourn. to be really like, yeah, sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Like more like re- like relentless mourning. Like like I don't want you posting about my death and then posting a promo for your show. Absolutely. Right not after. It. I want but, every show to be a memorial show but for me. I am totally OK with you making my death about you. Like I, I I don't understand when people are like like someone dies and I was like oh they weren't even friends this with one that time I met them and they did this it's a great way to make it about you okay so yeah so you'd rather them just say nothing no make it about me talk I, about that time when Josh was the funniest oh, every time he walked into a room he lit it up the number one <laughs> podcast guest on every podcast <laughs> bar none yeah my, I love when people are like you weren't even friends like why are you posting about them I'm like no every person I've ever met should post about me yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> like if you're and a friend I'm not of friends a friend with anybody so <laughs> <laughs> i hate everyone I'm a miserable son of a bitch <laughs> pretend you were my friend yeah i feel like i would be really annoyed if i died and like another because comics i mean comics die frequently and it's like i would be mad at the next comic that died i just saw a comic that i'm friendly with on tv and i posted a. Uh, Boomer, but like I'm just kind of friendly with them, and I posted a thing like, "Oh, crazy seeing so many of my friends on this show." And then when I tagged him, I'm like, "I hope he sees that and like thinks we're friends," because <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's what there are people where I'm like, I support you. We're friends. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah, that you're doing yeah. well. Um, who was your worst influence? How did you get? You know, I, where I, one thing I want to know is like, like you did a crazy bang up job, like. <laughs> Really hiding. I was really good at yeah. Dramatic, like like I really looked at you as like nice, quiet, soft spoken, has it together, Courtney. That's like the funniest part. (laughs) It's like everyone because it's like I had close friends who. When Bridget like told me what had happened with you, I was like, what? (laughs) It's funny because like the people that like knew me well were like, oh, that makes sense. 
And then there were people that like I thought knew me well that were like, what? Yeah. Like you had an acknowledgement. Like in order to like hide it like that, you have to also oh, yeah. be I was acknowledging like, well that yeah. you're like living this double life. For sure. And like I had been for like a long time, like because I started doing drugs and stuff like in high school. And like, was I like when I would see you at fourth wall, like when you were hosting in NoHo, would you be like, all oh my God, out I was and... always so fucked up there. <laughs> driving around all over town, barred all out over of your town. Mind. Oh yeah. Were you fourth drinking wall, and driving? I could Wait, never... wasn't it like a, what was the thing that got you in shoplifting, right? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that the thing that got you in trouble, like ultimately? Uh, it was a lot of, uh, but like the, the biggest final, thing was I final, ran my car into a pole. Rammed your car into a pole. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because uh-huh. you were driving around driving, all barred yeah. out all the time. Yeah. Heavy equipment, heavy machinery. Heavy, yeah, that was. People don't understand that a car is heavy machinery. <laughs> I was like, that's not what they're talking about, a forklift. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, I won't drive a forklift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to hop in my VW Bug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In fact, the smaller your heavy machinery is, the more dangerous it is for you to be in. <laughs> also, the more confident you are that you're, you're like, like. driving a tank around town, you're going to be fine. Also, it's like my SUV. <laughs> Damn. Dro- drove into... How fast? I'm not really sure. You're not sure. Yeah, I guess yeah. that makes sense. It ended up okay. No one died. Um, then what was the shoplifting story? Uh, was there a shoplifting story? I feel like there... I thought you got... That's right. That's what I thought I heard was the thing that happened that you got in trouble for. That you like either had to go to rehab or or get in trouble. Oh, this is a rumor. Oh, maybe, maybe. I got uh, pulled over and like had drugs, but I got out of it. Oh, damn! How'd you get out of it? Uh, they they'd... found the drugs. Yeah, because they were sitting on my seat. Oh, <laughs> they were literally on the passenger seat. Don't travel with drugs when you're barred out. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, "This is fine, right I, over here." <laughs> there's so many people that like because after I got sober, I kept finding drugs, and like that usually doesn't happen. Usually, drug addicts are like, "I did all the drugs," and I was like, "I was so fucking out of it." There were drugs everywhere. everywhere. Wild. <laughs> like, where, where perk does that come from? Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, I, yeah, I was. I also am one of those people that, um, like, if I'm drunk or, like, I just black out, but no one knows because I'm, like, the same. Mm, and Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I'll do any drug. Like, <laughs> anything. Anything. You yeah. were just, you were just like, yes. You were, yeah. You were like Jim Carrey in that Yes Man movie. Yeah, you legitimately. Just... It was like, we're. <laughs> you were like, if that movie took a real dark turn where, like, Jim Carrey's walking down and like, hey, hey, you want to try some of this, Aaron? <sighs> yes, like, I have insist... to say yes. That's my. <laughs> I, yeah, it was I made a real an problem. with my family that I'll say yes to things. I was like, I'm just really polite. Really goes down a dark. That movie could have taken a dark twist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it could have taken a real. You're like, I'll try anything eight times. <laughs> that was the thing is I really did have a, I'll try anything. I want to live a life of experience. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to do that every day for I the rest too, of my life. Just like when I'm in my 80s. Like when I'm, that's a when better I plan. Like coming to the end, then I'm going to like start getting into like being a, a heroin addict. Better There's plan. a huge AIDS epidemic in South Florida because it, amongst the elder community because they're just like smashing prostitutes with no yeah. protection. And a but lot also, of it doesn't matter if you're 80. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But apparently there's a huge AIDS That's epidemic funny. because it's also like they aren't being that discerning about what prostitutes they're smashing. Uh, <laughs> they're just like, I'm 80. Yeah, why would Going you Going out with a bang. I used to think that. Like as a young person, I feel like when we like had dare, they like told us like what heroin was and stuff. And I was like, 
well, when I'm old, I'm going to try that. <laughs> but like I thought, I'm like, when I'm really old and, and it doesn't matter. And Hollywood and you're like, well, I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 30. Oh. Uh, according to according to producers, I'm old. I'm 45. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Everyone, Wait, how old are you? 28. Oh, wow. I, I don't know. Everyone thinks I'm like 39 and I'm like. Well, people think I'm younger than 38. Oh, I know. I'm 10 years I know. Every you. man that's around me, people think is younger than me. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? I always say, like, like you know, you see me with the hat off, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, he's he's twenty, he's thirty eight. But uh, it is a different person. I do get why people don't recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you always think, like, how come people don't recognize Clark Kent and Superman the same person? It's like, if I was a superhero, my trick to becoming da 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 da, I'm super dome. <laughs> <laughs> I there's a guy that comes into the coffee shop I work Who at is that. <laughs> Um, if I have makeup on, he will ask for my number, and if I don't, he doesn't. <laughs> and I'm like the same guy. Does, same is guy. He, is he all barred out all the time that he keeps forgetting he asked for oh, your number? Oh, he for sure. <laughs> There's something going on. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, I know how I look that day. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, oh, I thought I looked cute. <laughs> it's really disappointing. You go there for the boost. Always. Mm-hmm. I, I run exclusively on. Uh, External validation, mm-hmm. but I but I also think that like a lot of comedians or like younger that's comics, the only reason to do comedy <laughs> was um they would ask me how they'd find out I was older mm-hmm. like and they'd be like oh thank God I'm like okay well, now ask me if I was funnier than you at your age <laughs> all right yeah, I know I know you think like this means you have time to get funny but that is what everyone does. I'm not that much funnier <laughs> like I was this funny yeah. ten years ago and I'm still doing the same show as you exactly. <laughs> Well, oh, that's like one of my favorite things to say when there's like a really young guy on stage, like an 18 year old yeah. or something. I go, uh, "How old are you?" They'll be like 18. I'm like, "Listen, man, you know, just stick, like, stick to it. Keep going to the mics. Keep working on your material. And in 20 years, you can be where I am today." <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because it's like, what are we working towards? <laughs> it's well, I, you know, this is actually kind of what the novel I have finished is about. Uh, just. <laughs> How everyone in Holly was just like shooting, shooting bullets in the dark. Like oh, yeah. we, we all have no idea what we're doing, but we're just throwing whatever we can at the fan, hoping something hits a bullseye eventually. Yeah. But we have no, no one has any like real clue of the path towards success, other than you know Steven Spielberg being your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like even with like social media, it's like I feel like the clips I post, it's like. The worse the joke is, the better it does. Because uh, it's like if the joke is at all confusing, people comment a million times. Then yeah, it goes I, I into the. Start posting shitty jokes. I yeah. think that's my path towards success. Because my mm-hmm. only semi-viral joke I've ever posted is a joke I don't even do that often in my act because I just think it's okay. Um, and that's how uh, it is. And people even commented, they're like, "This isn't even a joke as much as a statement." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, keep them coming, keep the hate." Yeah. I had let, someone. I feel like, it's like Darth Vader. Everyone's Darth Vader on on social media is like, "Good, good," let, or the the Emperor. <laughs> let the hate flow through you. Yes. And then that I become so more powerful. My my social media becomes more powerful by the hatred yep. flowing and my through all the commenters. Just goes down. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. I had someone tell me they were like. I feel like your clips do well because, like, you look better on camera than you do in person. And I was like, how do you take a compliment 
and make it <laughs> as mean as you could. <laughs> it was like, when they see you in person, they'll be disappointed. But on camera. Well, I had this experience recently. So you know how they say, you ever hear this advice, like if someone writes a mean comment, go look at their profile and you'll see what a loser they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I posted a clip and someone said, kind of funny, but his voice is so annoying. And then I was like, well, fuck you. Let's find out what you're all about. And he had like 100,000 followers. He was an artist. He had all these like great paint. I kind of like, I like followed him. I was like, I got to do something about my voice. Uh, <laughs> start talking like this for a couple of weeks. There's a couple of comics. Really hit me hard. Once I saw how successful this guy was, yeah. crushing me. Some comics sound completely different on a podcast than they do like if you call them. Really? Uh-huh. I don't know what I sound like. I always think I you sound- You sound the same. I feel like I sound better in my head talking than we I do when do. I listen. Um, I think of myself as having a not a high-pitched voice, and then I hear it, and I'm like, where'd that come from? See, I hear myself like, when in my head, I think I sound like Dennis Haskins, the Allstate guy. Uh, (laughs) Are you in good hands? And then I listen to myself and I'm like, yeah, I'm a little nasally creep. I'm a nasally cretin. (laughs) Yeah, meanwhile, I'm like, I have a cool girl voice. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm never going to make it. This is what I sound like. If this is how my perfect baritone translates to <laughs> audio yes recording. that is that's the problem <laughs> um do you have a quick story about a bad influence in your life uh i was like trying to think of this you know that's uh, i before i came the uh the main thing i come up with was society like uh, based pretty, off of uh, like, how much i'd fallen apart after the pandemic i'm trying to think of, i like, like that you found a way to blame everyone everyone it's not a person it's everyone's a bad influence on me i mean social media is destroying us all um like you picked like big well i'm i'm always saying like you know whatever you guys see on social however it looks like i'm however well it looks like i'm doing on social media when you look at my profile just know that in reality i'm doing way better Doing crushing it. <laughs> the facade is that I'm not doing, I'm not presenting my best. That is actually image. just for the aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to humble myself on the social. You try to make people like you. Way more famous outside of social media than I am on the <laughs> social. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up Same. with like, like my worst life influence. Oh, I did have one. I did have one, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was in high school. I was like a really goody two shoes, generally I speaking. Um, sort of, sort of. I was also a scumbag piece of shit. But uh, <laughs> like in like a, like really honestly, the best comparison I can make to who I was in high school is I was straight up the Rushmore kid. If you see Rushmore, <laughs> like that is like what him. I went to p- private school. Uh-huh. I got mediocre grades, was the captain of every extracurricular, <laughs> was like making movies and film club directing play. I like was him. Yeah. I asked out a teacher of mine. Um, I like literally couldn't have been more. And I loved high school. I loved high what? school. Ew. I got I got weirdly depressed in college because everyone said this was going to be the best years of your life. And I was like, high school is way better for me. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> um, we have a psychopath among us. Totally. Totally, totally. But uh, but I did a summer film program at the University of Miami, mm-hmm. and um, one of the professors who I really liked, like one day was just talking about in class openly about how he smokes a bunch of pot and like hangs out with people. I was so against pot until I heard him yeah. say that. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll try marijuana. And then like if I were to really on- like I'm going to be completely honest, like I don't think there's anything wrong with pot. I was mm-hmm. a huge pothead yeah. for a long. time 
period of my life. I still occasionally smoke, but not that much. But it def- I would definitely be so much further along if I never <laughs> smoked. I was on such a good track until I started derailing my life with marijuana. Yeah. Because like it gave me that sense of accomplishment that I used to have to accomplish things to yeah. get. That's really what the pot did for me for a while. Is I was like, ugh, I've done nothing with my day. Let me get high. Uh, I got high yeah. today. I had that exact <laughs> same experience where I was like, I'm not going to do drugs. And then I found out that my older siblings all smoked pot. Uh, the only difference was I was like 12. Well, oh, and then you started? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing I was going to say is like like stand-up, in a weird way, you know, a lot of people would say stand-up's destroying their life. Stand-up's like the best thing that ever happened to me. me yeah, I Because I partially quit smoking pot because I didn't like performing high mm. so it was like keeping me from smoking all day because i wanted to do stand-up yeah all these girls you're so impressed with me dating pretty much only started happening once i started doing stand-up which is not a reason i would recommend anyone get into this <laughs> but like but like it worked for me yeah. i mean the the model you talk about me dating net came up to me after i performed on a show she was at um, this has never happened to any woman ever. <laughs> never happened to anyone else. Uh, well, I think it was Bridget telling me that like uh, me and her were at like the improv Christmas party mm-hmm. and we started making out and I forget who it was, but oh, yeah. some comic was like this Bridget like going, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> um, oh, that's so funny. Because one time I invited a, a guy to a show uh, from Hinge and he left without meeting me. Oh, was that at the belly room? Oh yeah, you're at that show. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that's because you were like uh, you were like on stage. Like I might have herpes. I, didn't say, I, I don't have herpes. <laughs> no, no. But I forget what you said. But you said something were about you... someone I dated having herpes. Yeah, yeah. And I would have gotten the fuck out of there too. <laughs> you kidding me? There's no way I would have believed a word out of your mouth after that set. <laughs> I don't. I didn't get it. I, um, I, I, I... I feel him. You, you were like, you're like. By the way, I don't, I, I don't have it <laughs> on the on the podcast. But I also think about like there were people during the pandemic when the pandemic started that like freaked out about like things shutting down. And I went, yeah, you know, this person was a total loser in his whole life before finding stand up comedy, which was like the first thing he was ever good at and got any social acceptance, any mm-hmm. attention from the opposite sex or anything. And now you're telling him he can't do the only thing that's ever brought him any joy and prevented him from suicide in his life. Yep. Like I understood. I felt for I felt for those. I still called the cops on him, but I felt <laughs> no no, I'm kidding. I didn't <laughs> I got accused. I got accused of calling the cops on the micers, but I yeah. would have never. I get it. <laughs> but I, I would make, never. I, oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, I make a joke that I go, anyone who knows me knows I would never do anything to get in the way of other comics killing themselves. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I like to make the joke that I did all the time because of that, mm-hmm. that it really sounds like I did. But I didn't. I could care less what anyone does. Yeah. <laughs> just to set the record just straight on something that happened four years ago yeah something that happened four years ago <laughs> but like I, when I came out of the pandemic there were certain people that would like cold shoulder me because they really believed I did that's so funny that like that's such a like comics need real jobs yeah something to actually Pretty care much about because I was just like I'm neurotic I'm Jewish I'm hiding from this disease all summer so you guys do what you're gonna do yeah <laughs> and spread it amongst yourselves mm-hmm. yeah all right, well, thank you for doing the yeah, podcast. Yeah, so much fun. I had such a great time. Yeah, such me a cool too. That was studio, fun. Such yeah. a great, uh, such a great show. Oh yeah. Anything you want to want to plug your social media? Yeah, um, you guys should uh, follow me on the Edelmeister on all social media. That's T H E E D E 
L M E I S T E R. <laughs> yeah, I, this is this is why my social we'll media. put it in the this notes. This is why my social media is tanking. Also, uh, you should check out my podcast, The Jew Rogaine Experience, uh, wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, you can also follow The Jew Rogaine Experience on Instagram. Uh, and I have a documentary called Mentally Al currently available on Tubi. Hopefully we'll be back good. on Amazon soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are things that have had There's it kept a story down there. momentarily. And uh, yeah, uh, performing all over town. Well-dressed at the Hollywood Roosevelt, Undiscovered Genius at the Improv, Gripe Juice at Bar Covell. Mm-hmm. And I will likely be on well-dressed someday. Someday. Because <laughs> I have a dress I really want to wear, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow me at um, at Courtney Siaco, C-I-A-C-C-O. We got all the hard names today. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Peace. <laughs>